Grand Rising, my loves. I am so excited to be here with you this AM. Holding the space with each other always feels amazing. And I know it's been a while since I've been able to check in. Life has definitely done its thug thizzle around here. It has um, unfolded in a way that I'm pretty sure the majority of us never even imagined or could fathom. Hmm. 6.55 a.m. Look at that. Got numbers already popping up. Spirit want to talk, talk, talk. (laughs) It is November the 13th, 2020. Friday the 13th. (sighs) We really actually began this month on a full moon note. Halloween being a full moon. We had a blue moon which means that we had a double full moon in the month. Hence why they call it blue moon. (laughs) So we actually began this month in a very potent energy, high energy space of uh, release, surrender, let go. Accountability and responsibility. Those have been the major words that have uh, really made themselves dominant and prominent since the beginning of this month. So, like I said, I'm excited to be here. I want to say that I have uh, mustered up the ability to face the challenge of being consistent in this space. Especially when you get hit with daily that you better be doing something with that voice of yours. Bringing me back to memories of my mother's sister calling me weekly just so I can tell her about my week. Whatever stories that my brain has beautifully imagined up. She was there for all of it. I've actually never even met her in person, to be honest with you guys. She was a voice over the phone for years. As I said, she would call me every week. But one of the things that she constantly spoke over me was how beautiful my voice was and is. And that she would think daily about all of the amazing things that I could do with this voice. So, here I am in this space and energy feeling as if I can become consistent in this space. So, on this Friday the 13th, November 2020, 11, 13, 2020, <laughs> Let's add those numbers up. We got one plus one plus one is three plus another three is six. Add two, eight, and ten. We are at one. <laughs> of course, I'd be coming through on my day because I am a number one, which is also another topic for another day. 
I can't wait to talk to you guys about all of the things that have been uh, really, really going on and transpiring here. And I hope they are motivating and uplifting and help some of you guys on your path too, you know. And if not, at least give you a few laughs along the way. So today, let me use the cautionary phrase. Watch what you ask for because you just might get it. (laughs) Today I'm waking up and I'm asking myself, what is it that I really want out of my life? Yes, I want to live a purposeful life on the path that's been ordained for me. But while I'm here in this life, What is it that I really, truly want? You know, and I've been sitting with this, like, what do I really want spirit to help me with, to reveal to me, to assist me, and to build me up? And, you know, what is it that I'm really looking to ask for? I've learned along the way to be completely careful of what you pray for and will for because (laughs) you will get it. You should be specific about it. To go along with the specifics of things and why we have to be specific in the things that we ask for. I'm going to tell you a little story and then we'll get on with our read. Years and years and years ago, my beautiful group of uh, beautiful uplifting sisters We were in a space of um, kind of working in our energies. Me and my um, spirit wife, we had been doing uh, crystal spells and making crystal waters and communing with the moon and spending hours on end meditating and really divulging in yoga, our yoga practice and sitting out underneath the sun and Allowing for it to sun kiss us and uh, sitting in the light of the moon and really allowing for the moon to wash over us with all of its wisdom and energy. I mean, in a real active space of practice. And um, I was hosting, like not really hosting, but holding sister circles for my intimate relationships with these women for us to all advance and upgrade our lives. I felt that uh, one of the ways to really magnetize the things that we wanted to come to us was for us to collectively work together, manifesting the things that we wanted to bring forth in our lives. So we all wanted to manifest a space for us to stay in. So we... um, Each individually visualized what that space would be. We came collectively together, pulled our ideas in together, and made a collective vision of what the overall bigger picture of all of us being in our space, collectively and separate, would be, look, and feel like. So, we wrote out what we were looking to manifest in our home. And I wrote out the number of rooms 
that I wanted. I wrote out the kind of yard I wanted, the fact I wanted a garage with a carport, um, that I wanted a yard for my children to be in, that I wanted trees in my yard, that I wanted a park close by, that I wanted to have the energy of healing women to run through my home, in and out of my home, that I wanted to be a space where women felt comfortable to come and sit and share and be together, where my children felt grounded and secure and lots of love, energy, you know? And I wrote all these things down and I thought I was being specific and I we, we did this and I, I put the letter up somewhere and um, the paper, I folded it up three times and tucked it away in a bag, in a pocket. After I sat with it <laughs> for days, maybe weeks, possibly even a month, sleeping on that paper, carrying it really close to my heart and tucked in my bra, stuffed in my pockets, in my wallet. Really, you guys just don't understand. Like I was really trying to embody what was on this paper. When it didn't show up as fast as I wanted it to, I kind of pocketed it to the side. I put it in a purse, in a pocket. Um, fast forward, years go by. I move here to Oklahoma, and um, I find a home for me and my family to live in. Uh, random. Driving down the street, looking, looking. Not really, not really looking, but I turned on a random street. Drive down that street and see a, a for rent sign in front of a house. I call the number. And the guy's like, hey, you know, if you're around there, I'll come by and show it to you. So I um, stick around and I, he lets me go into the property and I look all around. I'm like, hey, I would love to go pick up my mom. Can we meet up another time today? If it's too much to come back today, you know, we can come back another time. But I would really love to show my mom and my children this space. He says, you know what? Um, keep the key. Come back with your family. Uh, leave the key in a place, you know, and just let me know when you're done looking at it and stuff. And uh, let me know how you guys feel about it. And one, I was taken aback at the fact that he was going to trust me with the key, a person he didn't even know, with the key to his property. And uh, I felt like that was a sign that the space was mine, that it was already mine, you know. I went and picked up my mom and I picked up the kids and we walked around that home and we put our intention on it. Hmm. And uh, I prayed in that home in every single room and I envisioned me and my family being in there, living in love and <sighs> security and serenity. I envisioned all of us in that space doing that. In each and every single room, I blessed that space to work for us in our favor in the upgrade of me and my children's lives. And sure enough, we got that space. Now a year into that space, I'm uh, finished with uh, my Reiki courses and I have been initiated into being a master Reiki practitioner. 
you know, teacher or instructor or guide or whatever you want to call that uh, space of mastery. And I feel good in that space. I mean, I am activating every day. I am uh, on the phone for hours with my friends, my sister friends holding space. We are conducting Reiki meditations together. I am cutting cords for all of us. I want to heal, help heal the collective. I actually took on this so that I can uplift my community. Not just me, but my community. So you're in this space and um, maybe about a year and a half. And uh, one day I'm sitting in a meditation and it dawns on me that I am living in this space that I wrote about on that new moon with my sister circle of friends, innocently looking to manifest our life right then in that time, not understanding that majority of us were in the eye of the storm, not on the clear, on the outside of it that the storm was still brewing outside of our clear space, that we were legitimately being showed how to activate our higher selves so that we could combat the storm as we were going through it. And here I was, living in the midst of the manifestations I had wrote on that list. A little perturbed that I realized when I realized that I hadn't been as specific as I could have been in the things that I could have brought forth in my life. But completely amazed by my power to really speak over my life the things that I wanted to see happen and transform in my life. That it took a lot of nights of believing wholeheartedly in myself that I have a purpose here, that my life is not in vain, that I wasn't given a space here on this earthly plane to just be here, Hmm. to not operate in my fullest capacity within my authentic space, being my authentic self. So, to let you guys know, I wrote on that list that I wanted seven rooms, not seven bedrooms. (laughs) I had seven rooms in that house to include me and my children's rooms. Each room was big enough to fit us and then some, to fit guests, to hold space for people. I dubbed that house the healing home the healing house so much healing happened in that house not just for me but for every single person that crossed through that threshold and they didn't even know that I had manifested that for me and them years before that I had actually called them forth into my life before I even knew them, that I was making space and making room for the healing for all of us. 
And it was intentional just as much as it wasn't intentional. To understand the power of the spirit that works within us. And how capable we are of harnessing that power. Let's get on what I read, guys. Answered prayers. God answers sharp and sudden on some prayers and thrusts the thing we have prayed for in our face. A gauntlet with a gift in it. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Oscar Wilde believed there were only two tragedies in life. Not getting what you pray for and getting it. Answered prayers are scary, Julia Cameron admits in the artist's way. They imply responsibility. You asked for it. Now that you've got it, what are you going to do? Why else the cautionary phase? Watch out for what you pray for. You just might get it. Answered prayers deliver us back to our own hand. That is not comfortable. Very often the reason we're uncomfortable is because we've not been praying for the right thing. And on some deep level, we know it. We pray to meet our soulmate instead of praying for the grace to become the woman our soulmate would be attracted to. We pray for worldly success when we really long for a sense of authentic accomplishments. We pray for more money when what we need is a change in our relationship to money. We pray for a certain outcome in any given situation when what we should be praying for is peace of mind, no matter which outcome occurs. Actually, our prayers are always being answered. We just don't like to think that no is a reasonable response to our very reasonable requests. Writer Madeline L. Engel admits in the irrational season, surely speaking for us all, we don't like no's. And sometimes we like the no's of God less than any other no. The no's of spirit are more of a holy mystery than the yeses. More meaningful to meditate upon. After the tears, the fury, and the cursing subsides, the no's of God don't make sense to our conscious, rational mind. Especially since we're convinced we know what's best. But do we? Really? We want the yes. But sometimes we need to consider the no. Consider the disaster that would ensue if we answered a child's every request with the yes. (laughs) That's too frightening to even contemplate. But we are children of divinity. And we can't begin to envision the big picture. Nor do we weigh our requests against the prayers of others. Spirit hears both the hopeful intricacies for a sunny family reunion picnic and the farmer's plea for rain. You would be astounded at the relief that comes once you stop assuming 
that you have all the answers. When your prayers seem delayed or denied, you need to ask spirit if you're praying for the right thing. If you're not, ask that the right prayer might be revealed to you. Very often when we're told no, is to allow us more time, space, wisdom, and experience to prepare for the glorious moment when because you're finally ready, willing, and able, the Spirit answers you with a sharp, sudden, and resounding, yes! (laughs) The other morning I was headed off to my vending show in Oklahoma City. And this beautiful song, and if I can attach the link in this, I will. This beautiful song that you can be a better you came on. And I couldn't stop playing that song over and over. It evoked me to a space of strong tears. I mean, I'm already about to tear up now. My nose is getting tingly. It invoked me to such a strong space of, of a feeling and emotion. All I could scream out in the car was, yes, 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 yes. Over and over and over at the top of my lungs. That everyone had the opportunity and option in every single day to be a better you. And I felt it for myself that I have in every single day, in every moment, the opportunity to be a better me. And I would like to end this read today with all of us standing in agreement that we will be specific about the things that we pray for and accept the no's with the yeses and vow to always in every moment of every day align with being the best us that we can possibly be. Huh. Well, that's my cue to go, 717. <laughs> in this on the high note, Majesty has woke up from all of my yeses and it's time for me to do some mommy duties. Peace, love, and coconut oil hair grease until we meet again. (laughs) I love you guys deeply.